Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Southern California-based drummer and percussionist David Whitman. He released a wonderful new album, the new 2023 CD, Ode to Joe, that stands as his fourth release and harkens back to the golden era of Blue Note, Riverside, and Verve when spontaneity, passion, and magic ruled the studio. Recorded at Capitol Studios in Los Angeles over two days with a set of tunes by Whitman and Grammy-nominated arranger Andrew Neasley. He is trained as a well-rounded concert percussionist in concert halls, as a jazz musician in clubs and on bandstands, and as an artist under the tutelage of great teachers like Joe Morello. He brings a passion and deep respect for the music to the stage wherever and whenever he performs. We get into all of this and so much more. He's fascinating. Enjoy this interview. Hello. What's up, David? Hey. Hey, there hey. you are. What's up, man? Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Not too bad, Joe. Nice to see you. Yeah, I've been having a great time listening to, well, hold on, my background's snarfing it, but Ode to Joe has been a lot of fun. I've been listening to it all weekend. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there's a whole lot packed into that that record. Yeah, for sure. It just feels good. Like I, I, I was in a mood this weekend, and I don't know if it was the weather or what it was, but I just really wanted to get into just some really good, warm analog sounding jazz and um Uh at one point i got a stack in the mail and i was kind of going through i'm like no no this isn't it and then i find i came across matt kane who's from kansas city he's now um up in jersey i love his stuff and that that got me through but i went into shorty rogers and then yours came the next day and i popped it in i was like this is what i was looking for all weekend long well, thanks, man. That really hits the spot to hear as the artist. I mean, you know, I'm, I made it because I love it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going for a certain aesthetic. You know, I I really like have a sound of like a really clean, swinging, um, like really informed, you know, a thoughtful kind of a sound and nuanced approach. And, um, you know, and, and to me, you know, the, the, the spirit and character of it, you know, is like really important. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like with Steve, like you were, you were talking about the sound, you know, and, um, you know, he, you know, it's just the analog, you said the an- analog sounding jazz, I think you, you know, and the whole, the whole, my whole, the whole thing is to just like, you know, please just get what we, what we're doing. Like, just, yeah. just, just record what we're, what we sound like and just get that and that's it, but just get it really well. And, you know, he really does that really well. So, yeah, cool. It's- it's that cerebral cloud walk. It's the reason why we get involved with it to begin with. It's just that warm serum that we love and we want more and more of it. It's like we're, it's like we're good legal drug users. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. It does ooze a certain, you know, it hits the spot when we listen to it, you know, I hope, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that, you know, sentiment so much, you know, and it's really, you know, a pri- pri- privilege to hear it and from you and to have you, you know, reach out and everything and thank you so much yeah so it's your fourth release and i'm curious it's it's you're paying homage so talk to me a little bit about how this came about who you're honoring kind of what went into it yeah so actually you know i had i i had um i had i did like i was in capital for like five days actually in, in um um, 2018 and I actually recorded like three or three albums or so, you know, maybe more. Um, uh, and you know, my, my son at the time, um, 
my wife and I were trying to have a son and, and then we did around that time. And so I, I took some of the ballads and warmer tunes from the session and I, I put out an album, you know, uh, called Oh Hugo, which I, I was sort of compelled to do, uh, cause I put out an Oh Clara I have for my daughter. Yeah. Um, actually, and it did really well. It was like an independent release and, and did really well, uh, for that and everything. And, um, so, you know, that, that at Oh Hugo was like checked off the list. And so then I had, you know, like this collection of the really, you know, something I was like, was tying them together. And so for me, it was like the approach that I was kind of taking, um, cause in my career as a percussionist, you know, I sort of have to pick and choose my approach when and how and where. And, um, and what I was doing on, on all these tunes was really, it was like kind of a direct application of everything I had been working on with Joe Morello, uh, when I studied with him around like 2004, 2005 or so. And he was so great. And, um, uh, so yeah, it just made sense to, you know, to sort of, you know, just tribute, tribute him with this, pro- with this project. Um, and, and then also I just, you know, if, if you don't tell people where you're coming from too, then, you know, they don't always know, you know, right. so, um, but you know, Joe, like he had a really defined technical approach, you know, and all the best drummers really in the world across all styles, all would go to him to work out, um, the how of how they played, like how the stick bounced, you know, how, how efficiency, you know, fl- things like this technique in their playing, you know, but he was also really quite a, um, even though that's what he was known for, you know, he he really he would always say to put the music first, you know, and he was very actually very musical in his approach, his pedagogy, at least with me personally. And um, and everything that's going on on this record is really, you know, I mean, I really have that, you know, going on a lot in my head and in, in what I'm doing, you know, and he would say, you know, like, let the stick the stick needs to dance on the cymbal, you know, like a ballet dancer, you know, and it needs to be this really light, you know. You know, he would he would talk about channeling them being like a like a weather vane for the music, you know, and 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 only playing, you know, because he he was really into this. He's really known for stick control and all this this kind of thing with the sticks. You know, there's lots of people that talk about that. But um, but he really was really thinking about the music. You know, that was really him when he played. He really was trying to support the music and be a great musician. And so this approach, you know, he talked about considering yourself like a weather vane for the music and the music being something that's sort of already there and, you know, independent of yourself, which is nice because it's like kind of this humbling thing and it takes the ego out of it. And then you, you know, and then everything you're doing is kind of like you're sort of trying to just sort of be the conduit for this kind of, uh, this you know swinging kind of music you know that's i guess exists in the in the in the world around you i guess already yeah so yeah it's in that and all of that you know and then the the time feel and everything you know really yeah so so it just made sense you know to 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 do this project and you know draw attention to him and and how he played in that way yeah. Well, it comes out during this post-pandemic era of our lives. So how did you survive the pandemic and how does it feel to have something coming out now with the possibility of live shows to promote it? How how does it feel? Yeah, it's great. You know, I am, I actually, I'm, I am like, I have, my schedule is so impacted. Actually, it has been, even through the pandemic, I was quite busy. Um, I had put out uh, Soul Flow 
on Rope-A-Dope Records in 2019, like just months before it started. And through the pandemic, I was doing all kinds of like online festivals and things, um, you know, on Rope-A-Dope. And, um, you know, I made, I produced a lot here, actually. You can see in my, in my uh, rehearsal space, like this is my symphony job this week, actually, the bass drum back there. Yeah. And then I, I have a few concerts coming up in a few weeks where I'm doing new music for drum set and sampler pads, actually. Cool. And, and then I'm doing, I got some Bach going on back here. And then yeah. here I'm, I'm, I'm going to be performing next week this duet. Um, it's this percussion duet about 42nd Street, New York City. And the other part I've recorded, and I have a, I'll have a video, and I'll play it along with the video. So, like, just all these kinds of things, you know, I have going on. I've kind of been, I, even through the pandemic, I was pretty much, you know, it was almost like business as usual, although it, it's just, it is great to be out playing, you know, music with other people again. Yeah. But then in, in spring of 22, I had this Oh Hugo uh, release and I, I you know, I, I, th- I toured out to the East Coast on that, uh, you know, and, and that was kind of part of this, it's the same band, you know, and, uh, you know, a similar aesthetic, but slightly different approach. So, yeah. The pandemic, was, I, it did empower me technologically quite a bit. You know, um, I just did last week I did um, I was doing the Tina National Broadway tour. And, you know, half of the percussion book was like on the um, on the sampler pad. And I, I had been really empowered to, you know, I mean, that was like it's like no problem because, you know, during the pandemic, I had the composer dedicated this drum set solo to me with uh sampler pad and drum set you know which is like part of this concert that i'm doing soon here anyway don how did this how did this journey begin for you how did this jazz journey start for you well you know for me i always have seen myself at the core uh as a jazz musician and i really it was like in middle school i mean i did it at home and listened to jazz sorry there was a lot of jazz um in the Eau Claire, Wisconsin area where I came from, you know, it's, it has a vibrant creative music scene. But um, in middle school, I got a scholarship to go to a, a jazz camp in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, Shell Lake Indian Head Arts Center. It was run by Dominic Spera from uh, Indiana University, uh, Bloomington, and some faculty from there would come up and teach, as well as the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire, which which had great jazz bands and a great professional music program going on, and they. A lot of players from there would go out to the coast and have great careers. And so it was really inspiring. There was a big soup of jazz there. And um, I got to go to this camp and, uh, you know, I just and I was hooked, you know, and I I did drum set there with um, uh, Ron Kieser, Jeffrey Kieser's dad, actually, who plays piano on the on the albums. Actually, all the albums I've done with the septet, I was really gracious of him and all the musicians that play are just wonderful. They all sound so good on the album, and uh, you know everybody put their heart and soul into it. They really, to they love you know they appreciate the experience of being able to come to a to a hallowed studio and um, record straight up jazz, you know, and improvise and get to just play, you know, and speak and be themselves, you know, in that kind of a way, which doesn't happen as much, I think, I guess nowadays, you know, I think. In, in terms of that, that approach. So, you know, it was, it's a really, yeah, there's a good feeling, you know, on it from that as well on the album. Yeah. So what was the first live jazz show that you ever saw that blew you away or made you want to really go uh, after it harder? 
Wow, you know, it, I think it would be at that at that camp as a middle yeah. schooler, you know, really, yeah, because it was full of it was night after night, great jazz musicians, yeah, um, on stage playing, you know. Um, I I loved, you know, I I took a listening class with Luke Gillespie at the camp. Luke Gillespie still teaches, I think, at the University of Indiana Bloomington. Uh, he's had a long, long teaching career, but it was uh, the how to listen to jazz, and it was so detailed, the form and structure, the harmony. Man, what's this cat doing in, on, the, on the bridge? What on, what he do three courses earlier, you know, and how does that relate to the guy that's coming up next? And how, what are these, how are they communicating with each other? You know, how does this player, bass player and this drummer play together? You know, how does... What, you know, how about like the space between the time events, you know, what, what kinds of conversations are going on between the piano player and the rest of the rhythm section player and how is it supporting the soloist and on and on and on and on. And I, and it was just amazing to me. And I just thought it was the most beautiful art form. And I just, it's just so, just such a wonderful thing. And it's just always been such a source of joy and also a pursuit, you know, um, and then when I went to the, and then later I studied with Mr. Keezer at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire and they have this excellence is emblazoned on their university seal. And, you know, it really just, and then combined with everything I was learning, it was just, I was just always, it was a mad dash for music. But those early concerts at Shell Lake really, yeah, they really inspired me. The faculty big band there with Dominic Sparrow playing trumpet, you know, and, and Ron Keezer playing drums and, you know, a lot of great players there. And then I saw Young, I saw Michael Brecker and Byron Stripling and all these great players. Um, and then at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, I got to play with so many great players there as well and everything. So, you know, I just had this, I had a constant feed of inspiration. Um, and lo even locally, you know, in my, actually, because I actually grew up in Menominee, Wisconsin, which is a pretty small town. But um, even from that small town, right, right there just down the street is like Ethan Iverson, who just, he just had a debut on Blue Note. Yeah. Um, uh, not too long ago, and you know he, he you know there's a lot of great artists, um, Boney Vare, um, Justin Vernon, you know the the guy from uh, the uh, indie you know, music, I guess they're kind of like you know indie champions I guess nowadays, but Boney Vare has a lot of fans and everything, and there's so many artists like that from this little area that I came from. It's just that's kind of what we did there, I guess. Maybe it was in the culture. It's like we would just all be getting together and playing music all the time and lots of inspiration. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I was playing all the time with my friends all the time, every night, every day, out, you know, in the clubs and in the bars. So I kind of like that's sort of where I, you know, how, what I kind of came up doing, you know. Yeah. Well, there's so I, many I, aspects that go into you being a professional musician. What do you like the best about it? What is it that you look forward to the most? Yeah, well, I think nowadays it's, I think the, uh, as, as I get older, I just relish every moment to create. I just want to create the most beautiful music that I can. It's what I was trying to learn to do when I was young. And I, and I, the more I go, as far, the farther I go, I feel like I have more and more to learn, um, but also less and less time to do it. So, I mean, you know, like last night I was playing with the San Diego Symphony, I'm doing a Harry Potter and I was doing a lot of bass trim and everything. And, you know, it's like the subtleties of like, which, you know, I have like 20 bass drum mallets out here, you know, and they all have like, they're all slightly different, you know, and so it's this critical thinking puzzle of like this music puzzle, sound puzzle, 
yeah. how to like you know, make the most beautiful artistic thing and it, you know other and it, and it, to me i have to believe like there's a per, there's like a nice functional purpose serving the world you know there's all these must have been 20,000 people came to listen to us last weekend you know i'd like to think we're serving a purpose you know per, you know in terms of like the universe you know i mean man humanity and music that seems to me like one of the most amazing divine things I agree. Because, like, like, oh my, a planet, I can understand that. All right. All the little particles of dust come together and it forms. But, like, music, why it sounds good to me and how it feels the way it does and what I am as a human and what we do together, I still don't, that still boggles my mind. So, I think it's a special thing. You know, I like to think I'm serving a purpose. Yeah. So, but I just, that that pursuit of that nuance of the sound and everything and actually joe morello i mean that's kind of like what why i took these ones and put them together for this project and worked on this with shifting paradigm because um you know he was really he was blind and i remember the first lesson i'm going in there i think i drove halfway across the country to take the lesson you know and i'm ready to play through all my stick control and everything and he he can it's like without even looking he can hear these details of like how i'm holding the stick you know, and he hear, he hears those subtleties of sound come from the pad, you know. So there is that, and that's kind of like trying, I'm trying to like get at that same thing with this record of like, you know, a lot of great jazz drummers, they came, they were trying to play timpani in the orchestra, you know. And there's a lot with touch and feel when you're playing with mallets and everything. So I just really, that the pursuit of the nuance, the expressive qualities of sound you can achieve, you know, as an artist and blends with other people and then in jazz you know the character and spirit and the swing i've always been trying to to become my best i mean it's like 90 percent. the drum set's always there i mean you know it's like you're always you're even all these years of your life and you're trying to like find out your new you know i'm trying to develop my own ideas you know i'm yeah it's like, it's like i i got a bag of tricks you know so now when i play it's like you know i have this arsenal you know it's like and then and then you got to be i want to be fresh you know like uh and not afraid to share it because i'm going to be there i want everybody to know that i'm going to be you know i'm going to be developing more i'm going to have more at the next concert you know so look out you know like that's yeah. a, trying to always go for that you know and reach always trying to be reaching you know yeah. so that really that really drives me you know every day you know trying to trying to do that and then i mean and to be more humble about it too is you just i want to just want to swim and just just make it and do a good job you know on a day-to-day basis with my colleagues you know i teach at san diego state you know we have i'll be playing you know in a day or two for the auditions with the students and i'll some probably some private gigs coming up and i'll have the the release concert for this album and all there's always drum set you know and every time i want to i want to make it special I'm trying to make live performance experiences. I want the audience, if you're watching me play, I want you to remember it on your deathbed. Not, not, not in a creepy way, but just because it was such a memorable, powerful musical experience. You yeah. Know? I want to create that kind of thing. Like, yeah. wow, I don't know what that was, but that was memorable. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You know, so I've, I've sometimes marched to the beat of my own drummer so to speak no i like that that's a great description let me ask you this if you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see any performance from oh, any God. i would love to go see papa joe but sonny Payne, you know is yeah. my favorite he's my absolute just i just love him i mean i i grew up loving tony williams of course like everyone else um but man 
with the advent of the internet in my 20s, more and more, and more people putting more and more things up there, as I saw more and more of his live performances, he continues to inspire me today. There's so much subtlety. I mean, the phrasing of the ride symbol. I mean, I've, I've devoted so much thinking in my life to that, you know, and like the way he would be like saying, get it, hang, 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 for miles and miles and miles. And just the, then the left hand, it just has this effortless, supportive thing going on, you know, as if he planned it. You know, of course he probably did. But man, it just, and it would feel so good. And then he'd also have the showmanship to back it up, you know, and in performance, it would be, you know, and then I've spoken to a lot of people that saw him play live in clubs and I never got the chance to do that. And um, I would love, so I would love to see that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Philly Joe, Papa Joe. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to see Louis Armstrong play, you know, when he was young, yeah. you know, I, I mean, who, I mean, so much, you know, That'd I've seen, I've seen so many great players myself too. Uh, you know, I got to go out, try to go out and see everybody I could, you know, but yeah, it'd be, so those would be, that'd be great. Sonny Payne for me would be so wonderful. So yeah. everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, fans, students, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Yeah, I'd like to see, I see myself, you know, I guess I just, I try to put the music first and, you know, I'd like to just kind of pursue this musical excellence. You know, I don't see a lot of people doing like this kind of variety of things that I do, you know, I'm trying to support a family, you know, and, you know, so I, I do, I'm a career musician, but I do see myself as a, you know, I'd like to see myself as a jazz musician with a level of integrity. So, yeah, you know, I just want to put the music first and do a good job and keep my head down, really. You know, I don't want to rub my colleagues the wrong way or anything. So, you know, I don't know. I don't want to assert too much, really, about, you know, it's hard for me to see. I may be not so good at that, actually. Right. You know, and then all you have all of your inner voices are, like, you know, really critical and everything, you know, like, you know, so that's kind of a tough one for me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I would just like to keep my head down and do a good job and, like, you know, if, if my colleagues, you know, can appreciate, you know, what I'm doing, I think I'd be happy, you know, so, yeah. Right on. Know. That well, didn't really answer the question. No, you did. No, 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 no. No, it, it seems as though you have to put more into it, but sometimes the simplicity and the brevity of it makes sense. But, David, this has been great. I, and and oh. before we get out of this digital door here, I want to make sure that if anybody wants to pick up Ode to Joe, learn about live shows, anything about your world, where can they go? Yeah, um, so um, Ode to Joe is being, it's on, uh, I think they can go to their local record store somehow and pre-order it. Um, they can go to um, um, Bandcamp, uh, to Shifting Paradigm Records, the, the record label from Minneapolis. Um, they've been doing a lot of really cool things with new creative music lately, yeah. so I really appreciate them. And I they kind have. of like, was excited to work on this project with them. Yeah. Uh, and actually, and I used to live there too. When I was a teenager, I played at a, an amusement park there, you know, had a gig and everything. So, um, but yeah, their band camp page. Um, I have a band camp page that also you, they can go to, um, to, to link to that pre-order. And also you, they can, they can see and purchase all my previous, um, records and releases and things. Um, but also, you know, I think all the typical, the typical places like they might listen like Apple music or Spotify. I don't know if the pre-order, how that works on there really or whatever, but the album comes out on the 15th of September. Right on. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. This has been wonderful. It's, it's, it's 
super it's super swinging. I mean, Jeffrey Keezer, he just won a Grammy, you know, for a, you know, ja- uh, best jazz composition last year. Yeah. Super swinging, super swinging cat, you know, just in a really beautiful person. Um, and also the son of my one of my first drum set teachers. Uh, and it's so it is true. Like when I play with him, there is I do feel like it just it's a good it's a nice little link up. And then uh, man, Bruce Foreman's really sounds really great. And Bob Shepard's killing on saxophone. He's such a great guy. And um, you know it's just really great to to have these guys playing my band is a really wonderful thing. Just great musicianship. You know, like whatever instrument you play in jazz. You know, there's so much here in terms of the history. You know, there's a lot of like you know if you like you know if you're a fan of Joe Henderson, you know, and Inner Urge, and that there's a really great tune on the record Ode to Joe. Actually, it's kind of like a title track, right? And, uh, you know, it's cool. Like anything that's major in Inner Urge is like minor in this one. Anything that's minor in Inner Urge is major in this one. There's a lot of cool things to discover about the tune. There's this really great tune, Knees Please. It's like a really great tribute to Stablemates, the Benny Golson tune, you know. And there's some really just really interesting, you know, lots of great compositional stuff, you know. And, um, you know, a lot of great vibes on the on the album. Like, you know, so, yeah, I think... It, you're, you know, the people that you have that listen, you know, that are real, that really appreciate, uh, you know, the sort of tradition of jazz, you know, I think they're going to love the record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's like a good Reuben sandwich. You just want another one. You want to have yeah. like nine stomachs. You want to keep going. <laughs> I, I, I agree. You know, I because I, I just I haven't listened to it much, really, but I put it on just in advance of the interview just to make sure, you know, I was ready to receive what you were saying about it and knew what you were talking about and things. And yeah, I it's I, it's got a great vibe. Yeah. 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 I've, really, I've really gone after this clarity of this ride symbol on this, re- this album, too, that I really like. We achieved a good thing production wise uh, with Steve and um, Eric. Uh, Eric Bullinger mastered it. You know, he and uh, he's been doing a lot of great work uh, at Sony for Sony pictures and the bakery out there, they've been doing a lot of good stuff. So it sounds right great. on. Yeah. yeah. This has been great. David, thank you so much for taking a minute out to talk about the album and your life and music. Best of luck with it. Yeah. All right. Say hi to everybody in KC. Uh, I got my master's degree at Kansas state in uh, Kansas. So I want to shout out everybody in that Lee summit, you know, and everybody uh, in the vicinity there. I've been to a lot of schools in the area and everything. And it's just okay. great. Well, send my love to San Diego, man. And great to meet you. Thank you again for the music. Thank you so much, Joe. Really, it means a lot. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Chess interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and cats in San Diego, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to David for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, you can find Neon Chess interviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube and for everything Neon Chess, go to the neonchess.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.